You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. So thank you all so much for coming to Tuesday Talks. Today we're going to be doing a class called Empath 101, all about the empath. You may know you're one, you may think you're one, you may have no clue what an empath is, but something just drew you to this class, that's perfectly fine. And I am recording this, um, so anyone who's watching at a later time, you are welcome. We thank you for being here as well. So let's go ahead and start. I'm going to get my slideshow up. And let's just go ahead and dive right in. So we've got people here that, so Svetlana, am I saying your name right? Svetlana? Yes. Okay, great. So Svetlana says that she's pretty sure she knows she's an empath i'm not sure about the other um the, the others that are here i know i'm an empath very much so have been of course my whole life didn't know what it was called for a long time didn't know anything about it for a long time uh, when i started learning about it and learning how to protect myself and just how to live my life in a different way it did start changing my life so we're going to start at the very very beginning and the very beginning is just what is an empath so an empath is someone who is very sensitive to emotions they can um, sense and understand the emotions of other people and that could be voluntary as in they want to or it could just happen involuntarily so an empath is sometimes called the spiritual gift Claire empathy it's all about emotions so it's not flashing visions that's clairvoyance or or just knowing something i just know they're lying i just know this or know that that is claircognizant or even feeling it in their body so you know feeling an emotion and then having that gut feeling in your body that's a specific gift as well called clairsentience clear knowing now, can you have any of these with Claire Empathy? Absolutely, yes, and many times you do. But Claire Empathy is all about just the emotions going on, the awareness or the sensing of emotions. So today we focus on Claire Empathy or the empath. An empath is a type of highly sensitive person, or sometimes they'll just say an HSP. And in general, you have a lot of different kinds of HSPs, but in general, they're very sensitive to light. They're very sensitive to sound, to emotions, to experiences around them. So they just instantly tune in to the emotions around them. And a lot of times, and this is often what gets us in trouble because we won't even realize that we're doing this, but we will mirror the emotions of whatever it is we're going into. You could be perfectly happy and fine. You walk into a room with someone who's crying, someone who's depressed, or someone who is angry, 
instantly you may not know where it came from but you are sad you are depressed you are angry that's the mirroring that often goes on with an empath and this also means that you are very vigilant about reading body language so you can tell emotions from the inflections in people's voices or the tiniest uh, movements of their body you are able to read things off of them and this even extends to animals to plants even to crystals anything that has an energy field an empath is going to be able to feel the emotions the feelings the energy off of that an empath can scan someone without even knowing it so quickly and begin responding to hidden emotions the other person may not even realize that they have this stuff hidden in their shadow content and empaths can also feel emotions from the collective consciousness of the world so unless an empath is protecting themselves in some way they automatically just absorb all the emotions of whoever they're around and whatever they're around so this is why many empaths feel just drained and exhausted when they're around in a crowd or when they're watching violent movies or even watching the news i can't watch the news i watch the news very very a little amount um i've probably watched the news three times in the past three months maybe i just i just cannot i can't do it and some people have made remarks to me that i don't care about politics i don't care about the world don't i need to know this information i have to do what i have to do to take care of myself and part of that is not watching the news, not reading the newspaper, not reading all the sensationalism uh, that's going on. You may be that way as, as well. Um, you are, as an empath, an energetic sponge, and you are soaking and absorbing all the things around you. And when natural disasters happen or tragic events, um, that puts out that energy, puts out that emotion out to the world, you are absorbing that now as well. And in 2020, this has been a terrible year for empaths, y'all. I mean, seriously, the, the anger, that's, that's the emotion I'm getting a lot and have been for months now. The anger is overwhelming that we're getting. Um, heartbreak, um, just the fear when it started and then it and then there was i mean i i could note the week that it turned from fear into anger like i i could feel the change of that emotion in the world sometimes you might hear all this stuff called psychic pollution i kind of like energetic debris um, but regardless you're not always in control of the energetic debris that's coming to you as an empath. So being empathic or being empathetic, is there a difference? Yes. I think every single person has the ability to be empathetic. 
Um, I teach, um, I don't work there anymore because of COVID, but I did work at the museum. And one of the things that I did is train their volunteers and docents. And one of the things in every single new volunteer class I taught was, should you be empathetic or should you be sympathetic? I wanted them to be empathetic. I wanted them to be able to step into the shoes of the guests of the museum and help them um, and to kind of see through their eyes as to what was going on. Because sympathy is kind of a distance type of thing. You can feel sympathy for someone, but you don't understand what they're going through. Empathy, uh, being empathetic, is, is kind of stepping into their shoes. So an empath is really, really good at being empathetic. But with an empath, it's more than just a skill that we've learned. It's a very deep birthright that makes you very highly sensitive. Empaths really live in two worlds. It's like we live in the real world. And let me tell you, this real world can be overwhelming. It can be loud. It can be bright. It can be full and heavy with emotions. And then we have this foot kind of in the spirit world. Whatever you believe, it really doesn't matter because you still have these connections that are kind of in the, in the spiritual realm, the metaphysical realm, um, which has a little bit sometimes more calm, sometimes not, but sometimes more calm. And so the real world, world can get very difficult when you're kind of living in these two worlds because you have all this input coming in and, and you may not understand on where they're coming from. So are you an empath? If you're in this class, you very well may be. I don't know why you would come to a class called Empath 101 unless you were an empath or you know an empath. But I am going to go through a list of, I can't remember how many there are, 43, 44 things that you can mark off as being pretty probable of many impasse. Now you might not get them all. That's fine. I don't, I don't get them all either, but I'd like for you to just maybe make a tick or remember, because I'm going to ask you at the end, how many of these fit you. Okay. So you can just kind of keep a little tick. You don't have to write down what they are. We just want to get a number. All right. So let's, let's start. Can you, well, hold on a minute. I'm messing up my thing. Can you identify other people's emotions easily? If you can put a tick down. Do strangers often approach you for help? You know, there's five different people. They come to you for directions, for the time, for talking about their lost dog. Do you feel drawn towards befriending or helping the new person wherever you are? Do friends and family come to you with their problems? Are you a problem solver? Do complete strangers end up telling you their life problems or their life story sometimes? You may be sitting getting your tires changed and the person next to you tells you their life story. Are animals drawn to you? Do you have difficulty taking compliments from other people? Do you react to sight and sound more than non-impasse or other people? Do you feel like sometimes it's too loud or too bright and other people are fine? Do you like music? Is music super soothing to you? 
Um, you might connect deeply to lyrics or the music of a song, but whatever it is, music can change your mood, your emotion pretty instantly. Are you very creative? Some empaths can feel time. Can you feel time? Do you um, know what time it is, even if you don't have a clock around sometimes? And another one, if you shop at antique stores or thrift stores, have you ever picked up an item and there was just something about it that you just didn't want? And even if you needed it, you just put it back. Has anyone ever referred to you as a friendly face? Have you ever been called a good listener? Do you love nature? Do people ever say that you have a healing effect on them? Do you tend to be the mediator or the peacemaker in your family or in your friends or, or work? Do you have any strong psychic gifts like any of the clairs that we mentioned, um, telepathy, different things like that? Or do you um, see spirits and ghosts have you since you were a child or, or anything like that? Do you know when someone is lying and sometimes maybe even why? Do you feel things very, very deeply? Emotions are not superficial for you. And do you find it very hard to hide your emotions? It, it shows on your face no matter what you do. So if you have Claire Empathy and Claire Sentience, are you someone that feels physical discomfort or even pain when you hear or see someone who gets hurt or gets harmed in some way, even on a TV show sometimes? Do sad stories, devastation, and even violence sometimes stay with you for days and you just can't shake it? Are you or have you been prone to depression? Have you struggled with weight issues? And now this is due to some, some different reasons. One of those is emotional eating to deal with all this unexplained sadness or whatever emotion you're feeling. Also empaths tend to store toxic energy, which can be weight. Also, we can create energetic cushioning because the world is so big, so bright, so much emotions that you can put on cushioning that you think will protect you. Guess what? It don't work. Are you prone to addictions or unhealthy behaviors to kind of drown out the unexplained sadness or drown out the world? Have you ever been diagnosed with any mental issues like bipolar or anything like that. I myself um, was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder a long time ago. Do you have digestive or stomach issues, chronic stomach issues? That's another tick. Are you sensitive to foods? Do you have a lot of food allergies? Our emotions are in our stomach area, so that's why empaths tend to have a lot of problems in that area. Do you ever have unexplained mood swings? You're suddenly angry or you're suddenly crying or you're suddenly happy. I know for me, if I 
and if this has happened for most of my life, I'm almost 50 now, most of my life that I can remember, if I drive by a funeral procession, I burst out in tears. I feel the emotion of the people in that funeral procession, and I cannot drive by one without just crying my eyes out. Have you ever dealt with a lack of energy or is that a, a feeling that you've had for a long time, being exhausted, getting drained very easily? Have you ever been paranoid and you just don't know why? A lot of times empaths, especially unprotected ones, have relationship problems. So have you ever had relationship problems or ended up in dysfunctional relationships or one-sided relationships because you are um, wanting to keep the peace so you don't speak up? Do you have issues with anxiety? Do you have issues with clutter around you? Do, does clutter make it difficult for you to think? That doesn't mean you don't have clutter around you. It just means that when you clean up, you just, you can think better, you feel better. And an empath might not be drawn to politics or keeping up with world events. Are you unsure of who you really are, what you like, what your goals and dreams are because you've taken on so much from other people, you don't really know the real you. Do you get drained by crowds easily? Have you ever been instantly drawn to someone or instantly repelled by someone and you have no explanation? Number 40 is narcissists drive empaths crazy. So do, do narcissists drive you crazy? Um, do you have issues keeping your heart chakra unblocked? You may be able to sense and even experience large emotional shifts on a global scale. So when there are things going on in the country, big things like elections, trauma, hurricanes, stock market crashes, the death of someone famous, do you just, do you feel it? Um, September 18th, 2020, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Did you feel that? Some of you, you know, if you don't keep a journal, it's hard to keep up with this type of thing. But some of you may say, yes, I felt it. And this includes feeling the emotional energy of, of animals the land itself, the trees, and the environment. In 2015, we had a terrible flood here in the Columbia area. And I was stuck at my parents' house um, because of a bridge being out. And I know that week, I was sick. I, I would stand at my window. I could just feel the dying animals, the dying trees being uprooted. I was so sick from that. So have you ever had an experience like that? So that's my list, y'all. So let me know. Um, and you can put it in the chat or just kind of raise, if you're on camera, raise your hand. How many of you had 10 or more? I see Svetlana. How many of you had 20 or more? Okay. Uh, 30 or more? All right. Let's see what's going on in the chat here. Victoria. All right. So we've got two and, th and it's for me as well. So yes, 
if you are hitting 30 or more, if you're hitting half or more, so I'd say if you're hitting 15, 20, there's a good bet you're an empath. If you're hitting 20, 30 and more, girl, you're an empath. You are taking and absorbing this energy. And so we want to talk a little bit about what to do with that. So is there a dark side of being an empath? There's a dark side of having any spiritual gift and anyone that tells you otherwise, they're not, they're not being true to themselves because there is a dark side of all spiritual gifts. So a lot of times with empaths, they are not protecting themselves. And even if you say, yeah, I'm an empath, you may still not know how to fully protect yourself. You may have many of those things that I listed that are actually detrimental to you. You absorb the emotions of everyone around you, everywhere you go. And so an empath can even be emotionally, mentally, or physically ill because of this. Your body could be holding so much crap that's not your own that your body could actually be physically ill. They may feel like they carry the weight of the world or they're drowning in emotions. So just to sum that all up, um, I, I really like these quotes. So from Mateo Soul, empaths feel more deeply, more intensely, and more persistently than those around us. We even feel what other people are afraid to feel themselves. And then from Alethea Luna, um, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it was, that's an awesome book that I have. The empath is often said to have such a great degree of empathy that they can literally feel what others feel and thus intuitively know many of the yearnings, sensitivities, tastes, and even thought patterns of the people that are around. I'm going to take you through some key empath skills, the very basic skills that I personally believe every single empath needs to have. And then I'm going to take you some through some ideas that may fit someone more than another. But at the beginning, we're really just going to talk about the key skills. The, base, the basic things that an empath needs to know. And the very first one is getting to know your emotions deeply. It is extremely important in my belief to completely understand the world of emotions. That is how we live our lives. As a Claire empath, we are living a world of emotions. So we need to know about emotions in general and emotions for ourselves. So as far as emotions for ourselves, I cannot stress enough the importance of journaling as an empath. I talk about journaling in my shadow work class as well. Journaling for an empath is just as important as journaling through shadow work. It allows you to see every day with a date what was going on around you, what was going on in the world, if there's a big event that you write down, how you felt, any triggers that cause the emotions, and it just allows you to sort out a lot better what is yours 
and what is someone else's or something else's that you're taking on. If you're not a person that likes to journal, that's fine. I encourage you to journal for 30 to 40 days. I like 40 day programs, but you could do 30 to 40 days and that's it. But just journal for that small amount of time and it will give you a huge key to how you live your life, how emotions change in your life, whether they do change, what was going on. Very important. And then one of the things, and I'm gonna, I'll come back to this one, but I wanna show y'all the feelings wheel. This is so important. This is actually something that um, I've seen in other types of classes as well. When I was part of a um, racism class and dealing with trying to get rid of racism, this also was used in that class. So it's an important thing. It allows you to learn the names of emotions. If we are all about emotions, should we not be more skilled with naming our emotions than always saying, well, I'm angry, I'm angry, I'm fearful, I'm happy. There's a lot more involved, as you can see, than just calling something anger or just calling something happy. So in the very center of your wheel are kind of the basic emotions, fear, anger, disgust, sad, happy, surprise. Um, and then they go out to another level and then each of those has more levels um, outside of it. So are you really angry or are you frustrated or is it better termed irritated? Um, or is it better termed infuriated? Are you sad or are you lonely? Or do you feel isolated? So just really honing in and feeling exactly, you know, naming that feeling exactly is really important. And then you can figure out where it feels in your body as well, because we feel our emotions maybe in different places. You know, some people, when they're afraid, they feel butterflies in their stomach. Some people, when they're afraid, they may feel their hearts. They may feel it in their heart. Uh, some people, when they're angry, their face gets all red and they, their head pounds. So that's another thing that you can learn to recognize. And so um, if you feel angry and you know that when you legitimately feel angry, your cheeks flush. Like if you found that out about you and then suddenly you feel angry and you don't know why and your cheeks are not flushed, that is coming from someone else. That's not yours. That's not your true emotion. So learning more about emotions is really going to help you to figure out what's coming from other people and what's really coming from you. The second skill that I think all empaths need to really know is um, their aura. They need to get to know their aura. So get to know your emotions and get to know your aura. So do a little thing for me right now. I want you to rub your hands together really fast then shake them out and put your palms together, maybe about five inches and just see you can play with it a little bit. See if you can feel the energy and you kind of tug gently. You can pull in and out and manipulate that energy. 
this energy right here in front of you, that's part of your aura. Some people may feel it more than others, that's fine. It's, it's very odd sometimes if you're doing it, especially for the first time. What does it feel like? Is it sticky or is it barely there? Do you feel warmth or is it more of a coolness? Does it send tingles up your arms? It's very important for you to get to know your own aura. It's also important for you to know that your aura, when you see pictures of someone's aura and the pretty little colors around their body, your aura can actually extend five to six feet on every side of you. So think about that. Six feet in front, six feet on the, on the back, and six feet on each side. That's a big old orb, square, whatever you want to call it, right? It's huge. It's basically 12 feet of aura. So just think about you walking through, okay, I'm gonna talk about Walmart a lot because Walmart is the worst place in the world for me. I hate going to Walmart. There's something about it that really just, I don't know what the emotions are. I don't feel it when I'm at Target. I don't feel it at the grocery store, but just walking through the doors of Walmart, I feel like I am being suffocated. So think about walking through Walmart with your 12 foot aura around you. Now, are, is that aura ever gonna touch anyone? Yeah. Or at a concert, or at a, at a grocery store, or anywhere you go. If you've got your 12 foot aura all around you, you're bumping into everybody, and you are picking up everything you're bumping into. So knowing about your aura is going to help you to kind of suck it in a little bit. Sometimes it's okay to be 12 foot wide and 12 foot front and back, but sometimes you want to be as small as possible because you don't want it brushing through every kind of stranger and whatever else you're going through. And Walmart is a place where I keep my aura very, very close to me. Crowds as well, any type of crowds. And when you're not paying attention, people can whether purposely or not, actually manipulate your aura. And when you have this huge aura around you, you may be crashing into people who are going through some really tough things in their life. And it doesn't all have to be negative. You may be crashing into people who are experiencing huge highs in their life, wonderful things. And so you're getting all this input of good and bad and, and anger and joy and all this stuff. And it's no wonder that we feel so heavy and so sick and so unsure of ourselves because you know, we've got 90% of other people's are of emotions and things and only 10% of ourselves sometimes if you're unprotected. Now, you don't have to be gifted to see auras to actually manipulate your own aura. If you want to practice, you can stand in front of a mirror, just kind of relax your eyes, have the room softly lit, and just see if you can make out any shapes, any colors, any dark spots, and if you can, that's wonderful. But even if you can't see your aura, you're still gonna be able to feel it. As long as you are aware of it being there and you get to know yourself deeply, you'll be able to feel it. And you will be able to tell 
if it's heavy with that psychic pollution, with that debris that you've picked up. And sometimes, you know, if you're having a really bad day, um, if you're just not able to control things as well as another day, your aura, you know, it may be three foot out and someone may brush into it and get a little bit on you. And so you have to have ways of kind of taking care of that um, because it's just important. It's important for us to know what our aura is doing and be able to tug it in a little bit. And then another key skill, grounding. This is an absolutely key skill that all empaths need to have. Now, how you ground, that's totally up to you. People do it all different ways. Myself, I do earthing. And earthing is just where you walk with bare feet on the ground, on the soil, on the grass. Even in the winter, I'm out there with my bare feet. I absolutely have to do that. Um, if I can't touch my bare feet on the ground, um, I feel it. I feel it in my body. Some people might use deep breathing or other breathing exercises to ground. Mindfulness is great for grounding because it really pulls you right into that moment and you're not out there in the distance. You're not out in the, the past or the future. You're right there. And uh, one, of, one of the things that you can do mindfully, that it's so simple, if you have coffee or tea in the morning, mindfully drink your cup of coffee or tea. I tell people this all the time. They say, how do we even start being mindful? What, what does that even look like? Mindfully drink your cup of coffee in the morning. No phone, no TV, no magazine, you and your cup of coffee. And everything is about that moment. What does your cup feel like in your hand? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What does it remind you of? Everything is about that moment. And that is such a simple thing that doesn't take up any time if you're already drinking a cup of coffee that allows you to practice mindfulness and being right in the very moment. And that is grounding. So if you're out in the middle of chaos, if you're at work and things are going terrible, I gotta grab a cup of coffee. Go get your cup of coffee, take it into, you know, step outside, take it into the bathroom if you have to. And just for, for a minute, mindfully drink your cup of coffee and that helps pull you into the moment. Uh, meditation is great as well. I'll talk about that a little more in a bit. Um, but there's a very quick grounding exercise that I usually teach to children, but I thought that I would just throw it out there for y'all. And it is spelling your full name backwards. So your full name, first, middle, last. That is something, especially for children, but I've, I've used it myself, I admit. That is something that in the midst of crisis, you cannot help but focus on spelling the name backwards. There's just something about it. It does not come just like that. You have to focus. And so it pulls you out of that crisis moment and helps you to ground. But it could be as simple as just putting your feet flat on the ground, whether you're inside or not, and just sending that energy into the earth wherever you are. Sometimes people even put their hands on the ground as well to send it out. But grounding, super important. Boundaries, important for everybody, but especially important for empaths. You absolutely need boundaries, including the boundary of not taking on too much, and that amazing boundary called no. 
So how many of you love the boundary called no? Or do you have trouble saying no? Because a lot of empaths have trouble saying no. So you are not alone if that is a problem. Boundaries mean that if you see a certain person calling you on the phone, someone that is draining, guess what? You don't have to answer the phone. If there are people or situations, even if they're family that drain you, you have the right to limit your exposure to them. You may have to schedule free time, alone time to refill your cup, this cup we have inside of us, um, more than other people. Sometimes people want to understand that, but you have to set your boundaries to do that. Empaths are naturally givers, but I don't believe in give till you're hurt. I think that is very hurtful for a lot of different people. You cannot give to other people um, if your own cup isn't full. Let me see what I'm missing in the chat room. Okay, Victoria is saying that she woke up with anxiety and dread. She didn't know until she got to work and the district manager was there and everyone was stressed out. So you were feeling that ahead of times. Uh, Lynn says she, has, she doesn't have five things. All right, y'all, thank you for sharing. So yeah, boundaries, super important. That is on my list of key skills you must have. Learn to say no. Practice saying no with little easy things if that's a word that just doesn't come easy for you. And then um, the last one, and I want you to say it with me. I'm going to say it two times. This is your new mantra. Observe, don't absorb. Observe, don't absorb. Detachment is a key skill for an empath. Every single day you can set this intention that you will observe but not absorb what is around you. This is the very best protection from unwanted energy because you are preventing it. When an empath feels other people's emotions and their needs so deeply, it is so natural for us to want to fix everything for everyone. It could even stem from judgment of us saying, well, somebody should not feel that way. They shouldn't be doing that. Let me fix it. This is the how it should be done. Detach. Step away. This needing to fix everything and everyone is the cord that attaches you to people. And this cord begins to drain you. So detach, step back, let people make mistakes. I know that's hard for some people, but let people make their mistakes. Let them make their own decisions. Even if you disagree, let them live through an issue without you rescuing them. And when they need, and they want you to help them, they will come to you and you can help them when they're ready. Detach. So important. Observe. Don't absorb. So those are the five key skills that I think that every single empath really needs to practice in their life, to have in their life. Does anybody have any questions? If you want to unmute yourself, you're welcome to do that. What do you think about those? Are, are those skills that you already have? 
are any on there things that you really didn't think about? T tell me what you're thinking. Yeah, the aura is, I would love to learn more about that for sure. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so important. And people don't, you know, they see the aura pictures and things like that, and they think it's just pretty colors close to the body and, and don't understand that it's an actual energy field that extends, and it just makes sense for an empath to protect that. Yeah, and grounding, since you said you're barefoot all the time. Yeah, me too. I cannot start my day without going outside and <laughs> go barefooted. And I, 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 I even have my tree that I hug every day. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I love trees. Trees are so healing. And, you know, that's part of nature being super healing for empaths as well. Yeah. Thank you. And detachment, of course. That's the other thing I have to learn. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. That's so important. You know, saying no and setting boundaries is important for everybody, but there's just something about empaths that we just want to dive in and just, you know, get tangled up with everybody a lot of times. Yep. Good. Very good. Anyone else want to share anything? All right. So, here are just some other tips that I have. So while the others were key skills, things that I believe every single empath needs to implement, these are things that you may say, yes, this is this is good for me, or no, I'm not ready for this. Um, so these are just me throwing out other ideas to help you to live a more um, happy, healthy life as an empath, because empaths don't always have that. They don't always have a healthy life because of so many reasons. So the first one I'm gonna talk about is visualizations. And, and you may have heard about this, for especially for an empath before. There are so many visualizations that you can do that will help you not absorb energy around you. So that's kind of our goal. Observe the world around us, but don't absorb it. Unless you choose to, of course. Um, but one of the visualizations that I like is visualizing a glass wall between yourself and anyone else around you. That glass allows you to observe. You can see other people's emotions, but they cannot penetrate your wall, your glass wall. They bounce back to the person. So you can see them, you can observe, but you're not absorbing. So I think that's perfect for our mantra that we've got going. It's great in groups. It's great for individuals. You can have a moving glass wall that moves with you as you walk through crowds. Um, but one thing to just keep in mind with any type of shielding visualization, you need to decide, do you want to completely energetically cut yourself off from the world? So a lot of times when you look at visualizations for shielding and things like that, you are completely surrounded. Sometimes I want to be completely surrounded. In Walmart, I am good with being completely surrounded. But there are some times that I want to have an option of not being completely cut off from the world. So in that case, a good thing that you can do is to leave an opening above your head. 
So when you visualize a, a glass bubble, a glass wall, white light, whatever it is that you do, leave an opening for your connection to the divine, that crown chakra type of um, connection. But it also allows what you want to come in and anything that's inside that you want to get rid of you have a way to get rid of it as well so you're leaving a little top open um, and, and like I said sometimes you'll want to do that sometimes you don't but what I'm asking you to consider is not just a okay I'm covered I, I'm protected from every single thing because there may be some connections with people that you miss out on that would have been good for you or that would have been healthy for you. So when you get to a point where you feel comfortable, that is an option that you have of leaving an opening above your head with a visualization of a shield type of thing. So no matter how skilled you are in protecting yourself, there are going to be times that you get dirty walking out in the world. The world might be nice and clean, if you want to call it, in some areas as far as energetic debris, but in others, the energetic debris or the psychic pollution might be more like walking through a wet field of goat poop. And I am very familiar with walking through a rainy field of goat poop. And let me tell you, I can wear my muck boots and I can tuck my socks in and cuff my pants, but there is no way I'm getting out of that field and my goats without some muck on me. There's no possible way. And there are places in the world that you may go to that you just can't get out of it without having some muck on you. So not only are shielding visualizations good, but also having visualizations that help you energetically clean the muck off uh, is important as well. I don't know if you've ever heard of Kyle Gray. He does, he's written books. Um, I've got one of his books over here. Um, he does oracle cards. Um, he's really great. But he, there was something he said that really stuck um, talking about protection. He was talking about how people may visualize a protective bubble in the morning and then they go out into the world and they never do anything else with their protection. They put on their bubble, you know, at 6 a.m. and they're good for the day. But in certain circumstances, your bubble might get scratches, your bubble might get holes in it, your bubble might get thin. So he said that your bubble needs reinforced throughout the day. And if you feel like you're taking on more, he said, go into the bathroom and just clean off anything that's on you and reinforce your, your bubble or your glass wall or whatever it is that you visualize. So. Um, the whole goal is don't just put, you know, your energetic shielding on in the morning and head out into the world and you're good for the day. Realize by, you know, being aware of your aura and all the various grounding and feeling your, your emotions, there may be times that you have to kind of buff up that shielding a little bit. So you may have a favorite shielding visual, visualization that you can pull out anytime that you feel negative energy or toxic energetic debris um, it could be the bubble we've talked about it could be you walk out of the house with that glass wall around you it could be a silvery shield that floats in front of you um, whatever you come up with is great but our you know I, I, I do hypnosis so I believe in the power of our mind and um, 
manifestation and, and just different things like that. I believe that if we are aware of something, we can change it. So just remember what I talked about earlier, that if you want to be open and you're making a complete bubble around you, just to leave that opening at the top. And then at the end of your day, then you may want to visualize pulling out any connections that have been made purposefully or accidentally. Another really great one that I use all the time is standing in the shower and just visualizing that anything from the world or from other people is being washed away with the shower. That is so simple. You can do it every day if you take a shower every day or even in a bath. Um, I also do it in, in my saltwater pool, which my husband got because I am so drawn to water and it's so healing to me. Um, another popular one, you may not, you know, may not like the one about the shower. You could do a vacuum cleaner and have a vacuum cleaner that pulls all the debris off your aura and removing all the cords and the muck. So creative expression, writing, painting, dancing, working with clay, something with your hands, sculpting, singing, making music, flower arranging, anything tactile that creates beauty is going to be so beneficial for an empath. And saying no to toxic relationships and people. Remove energy vampires from your life. This might mean ending friend, some friendships. It might even mean ending some romantic relationships. But energy vampires are more than just someone who's depressed or someone who's negative. An energy vampire, and if you have one in your life, you know it. They actively suck your energy. You dread when you see their name pop up. Cords need to be cut from them. Remove them from your life if you can, or limit your contact, sometimes with family. An empath needs to have the least amount of toxic relationships, if any, in their life. Meditation is great for an empath. Meditation and or prayer um, is one of the very best ways to equalize and really balance your energy. And it doesn't have to be long. I am all about micro habits because you are more apt to do a micro habit, so like five minutes a day, than to go and say, I'm gonna meditate for an hour every day. That usually doesn't last very long. But if you say, I will meditate for five minutes, it will last a lot longer and it could change your life. You could just sit in silence. You could chant, you could listen to a guided meditation. Water, from my own experience, other empaths I've discussed this with, as well as research, water is very healing for empaths. The sound of running water is healing for me. Um, having the water in your shower wash off anything, this would also be very powerful for an empath. Also sending energy back, like I said earlier, it's extremely likely that 90% of your emotions do not belong to you if you are unprotected. You are sponges, as I said, soaking up everything. So send the energy back. Just make the, you know, you can have an action that you do. Send it back or just visualize sending it back. If you don't feel good about sending it back, send it into the earth and she will take care of it for you. And nature, we talked about that in our list. Nature is our healer. You can do earthing while you're out there. You can ground, um, and especially places like waterfalls, rivers, streams, lakes. You are combining nature and water. 
those places are so powerful for empaths. Spend time alone. Even if you're outgoing people person, empaths need time alone. Um, this also could look like you giving yourself permission to, to take a break from social media or take a break from cell phones or other electronic devices. It could look like not using any cell phone or computer an hour before bed. It could, it could look like various things, but spend time alone and eat as healthy as you can. If your body needs supplements, give your body the supplements it needs. For myself, I stay away from fluoride. Now, of course, I'm not giving any type of medical um, instruction. I'm not a doctor. So any of this type of stuff, always check with your doctor. But for me, my Al I had an Alcat food, um, food and item allergy test, and it told me that I was sensitive to fluoride. And I've read in many books that fluoride actually calcifies the pineal gland, which is where our uh, intuition and, and things come from. So for me, I use toothpaste without fluoride. I have well water, so it's not get coming in my water. And I feel much more open and connected. I know this is easier said than done, but I have read that highly sensitive people, especially super intuitive people, do better with more fruits and vegetables and less meat. Um, that's up to you, something I'm just throwing out there. Also, going non-GMO could be help, helpful. In my experience, I have added spirulina, which is a blue-green algae, to my diet. I've also added moringa powder, which you can easily put, you, I think you can get tea, you can get powder and put in smoothies. Um, and I've heard this type of thing described as pure sunlight. So you're eating pure sunlight. Uh, and a few more options that are just like it are something like chlorella, wheatgrass, barley grass, um, super helpful for an empath. Also movement, very healthy. You don't have to be a dancer, but moving in your chair, moving to let out pent up emotions. Dancing is so good for empaths, um, but any type of movement is good. Walking, exercise, bike riding, gardening, belly dancing, yoga, any type of movement and then simplifying your life stop juggling so many things at once declutter your home and if you don't want to tackle your your whole home do your desk do one cabinet um, in your kitchen get rid of clothes that don't make you feel awesome learn to say no don't be a yes person and take on so many things and fill your schedule um, so far that you have no time for yourself just downtime you are an incredible gifted creation of the universe and you have to take care of yourself and just like if you have you know a special dish that doesn't go in the dishwasher and needs hand wash you know you don't hate that dish you care for the dish like it needs to be cared for and an empath needs to be cared for in a special kind of way and it does not you know you use the dish the same as anything else um but we do have to take care of ourselves a little bit different than maybe every other dish in the cabinet. And so that kind of sets us apart a little bit, but um, you're gonna find people who don't understand that, and that gets difficult. That really gets difficult. So you want to make sure that you have some people around you that cherish the fact that you are gifted and it's not seen as a curse. 
So set boundaries with people who say you're too sensitive or who say that empaths are weak. Consider those toxic individuals, really. Connect to your spiritual path deeper. Do self-love activities. Watch fun, loving movies that even might make you cry because crying is a release. That will help you get rid of any kind of emotions that you've taken on from the world. And boost your heart chakra by keeping it unblocked. An easy way to care for your heart chakra is even just wearing clothes that are green or pink. Those are the colors of the heart chakra. Um, and on a day that you might feel a little low, that you need a little boost, put on a green scarf, wear green earrings, um, something like that. Any questions as we are coming to the close of our time? Any questions about anything that, that I've talked about or anything that you have about being an empath? get the chat open. Victoria says Lume de deodorant is amazing to use. Awesome. Okay. Oh, Lynn, you're having trouble with Zoom. It It's telling me that you're unmuted, but I don't hear anything from you. See if I can. I've just asked you to unmute. I don't know if you got that or not. Yeah, Zoom, especially for someone on the first-time user, is a it's it's a little complicated, but um, it gets better. <laughs> okay, you got it. All right, so. No, maybe you don't have um, a microphone that's that's working. Maybe we can uh, meet another time, and I can help you figure out what's what's going on with that. But feel free to type, of course, any questions that you have into the chat, even if you can't be heard. So in coming to conclusion, now I did have a meditation I wanted to do, but um, we're, I think that I'm going to record that and I will stick it in the chat of the event for you to listen to on your own. Um, oh, your mic isn't turned on? Oh, okay. Well, at least we can see you chat, you're, you're chatting in here. That's, that's good. At least we can still communicate with you. So sometimes, like I said, different spiritual gifts and especially empathy might feel like a curse. You may have felt for much of your life or part of your life that you do have this curse of taking on other people's emotions. And maybe you never even really understood that some of the things of just how you are was part of being an empath. But it is a beautiful, beautiful gift. You have the capability to build connections like no other person with the world and with people around you. And being empathetic, which you have 
in spades is the hallmark of a very compassionate healer. And a lot of times empaths are called to walk the path of a healer in some way. If we can get through all the muck of the world that's sticking to us, if an empath is able to protect themselves, to heal themselves, to figure out everything they've taken on for who knows, 20, 30, I don't know, however many years, to get rid of that and become their true authentic selves, to find balance, they become emotional superheroes. We absolutely need healthy, positive, calm impasse in our world. You are important and you can be the calm within the storm. I have people who've come into my booth at a festival and just stayed in it because they said that it was a peaceful place and they like the energy. People have told me that they just like to be around me because it brings them peace. My goal is to embody peace because for most of my life, I did not have it. My world was not a peaceful place. And so I always wanted to find peace and I have found peace. That doesn't mean my life doesn't suck sometimes. Of course it does, but I am all about peace and calm. I'm all about observing and not absorbing. So maybe you have been traveling your life's road for a very long time, accumulating a lot of muck because you may not have known you were an empath or you didn't know how to deal with being an empath and it's been making you sick in mind, body and spirit. I hope that the things that we've talked about today, the key skills, the other ideas are really going to help you as you go forward. And I really like this quote, dear empath, you are a being of immense depth, wisdom, and compassion. You are a pioneer and a trailblazer of humanity, a model for others on how to be sensitive and powerful. All the strength and love you need is already within you, waiting to be discovered. So if you wanna do any further reading, I've got some books that I recommend, um, some books and some websites that I've used to put together um, my, my class today and um, just further reading for you. Feel free to click a picture with your phone um, or copy it down or ask me if you, don't get, if you don't get that. But thank you so much. I will record the meditation and I will post it in the event. Um, and it will, it's a meditation that is another visualization to help you deal with anything that has built up in your aura, in your energy. Oh, Victoria, thank you. Thank y'all so much for attending. And if you have any other questions, any concerns, um, anything you want to chat about, feel free to message me on Facebook. Um, you can always email me three rays of light at gmail.com and that's a number three, um, three rays of light. And I look forward to next Tuesday. I hope you're here. We are going to have a class on the introduction to the universal laws, which is super exciting. Something that honestly changed my life learning about universal laws before I even knew what they were called. And then I had to actually take a course in it um, when I got my diploma. So um, I'm super excited about that. Y'all have a wonderful evening 
in the rest of your week. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.